listening to NAGP Resurrection, the gaming podcast where they just talk about all the week's news in the gaming world. I'm your host. Butt. Yes, and my lovely, delicious, humongous, tasty, place a table on it, but yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm your host, Joseph Burchett. With me, as always, I have Lionel. Um, that's more than I needed to know about your butt, Joe. Or perhaps not enough. You better brace and yourself, because you're going to oh learn a lot more. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. my. <laughs> yes, that's the second half. Just all it's about getting me. hot in here. I think I need to turn the fan on. Hey. The window. Yeah. And we have Mike. Hello. He I'm wants to play a game. I'm live from Mexico. <laughs> that's right. He's live streaming and live blogging and every other kind of live from Mexico. Yeah. Uh, live chat. Right. Live chat roulette. That's still around. Is that still a thing? I, I have no that. idea. Probably. I, hope not. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, well, it used to use Flash, even though I don't know that. I'm not sure why I said that. Oh, okay. Let's move on to <laughs> first part of the show. We Joe is a chat roulette star. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's at a one point in time. No, don't don't listen to them. That's not true. I would. I don't have the face for that. Um, it's not about face. I know Mike and Lionel. They have the face for that. We already established yeah, your butt, Joe. Radio. <laughs> the face. I have the face for radio. Yes, because no one. No, sees I was anything. Joe. I was talking about me. You're oh, the pretty oh. boy. Some people uh, got a okay, uh, LA face with an Oakland booty. Joe has a uh, face for radio and a butt for chat roulette. There you go. Not sure that. <laughs> oh my, this is going to a dark place. There's your uh, title for the episode. Welcome to my world, Joe. <laughs> he does this to butts, me all the time. Butts on chat roulette. That's what my life is in a nutshell. Uh, well, not talking about my butt chat roulette. Let's move on to the first part of the show, which we talk about what we've been playing. Let's start with Mike. We usually do him first. Let's do him first. Yeah, yeah. okay. Now let's do you first. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do it all at once. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm like I said, I've been in Mexico, so I've been traveling. So I haven't had... Mm. Uh, my only access to gaming is my PSP, which has been very trusty yeah. this whole time. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been playing... Uh, Tekken 6, or, yeah, Tekken 6 on PSP, which is, it's pretty solid. It's got lay in it, so it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, also, you were so mad. <laughs> I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. You're mad. And then, uh, yeah. Luminous is a pretty good time killer. I forgot how fun and kind of addicting that game is. Uh, and sort of, kind of a weird, it's one of those PSP gems that uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of faded away a little bit. Um, but mostly I've been playing Final Fantasy VIII again on it. Uh, and I'm pick, uh, picking up from a save I had, I started last year, I think, or something earlier this year, I can't remember, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm just getting into like Disc 2, and it's it's super fun. I just love all the, the junctioning system and the... You know, going through the story with adult eyes, picking up on stuff I I just missed the first time with regards to the story, and it's, I gotta say it's one of the few games um, 
that I really enjoy grinding in for some reason, even though mm-hmm. it seemed like on the well, face, like a turn-based RPG, it just seems like you would hate the grinding, but I, I love it. And I guess that's, well, there's a, there's it, a lot to do outside of just the grinding. Like, okay, are you going to turn these things into cards and collect them? Are you going to, gonna like yeah you know draw up spells are you gonna like you know farm out things to refine and make your weapons weapons. i think it's also helped by the fact that the just the the battles are super pretty like they still Mm -hmm. hold up all the magic effects and the guardian force animations are really amazing and i think you can actually to speed up battles turn shorten the animations in the in one of the options menus but i've never done that because i just love watching Mm -hmm. them yeah. Um, does it change, or I guess I should say, how much does it change your perspective of the story, s- seeing the characters as kids versus contemporaries? Um, it's it's weird in a way because I still don't do that. Like I almost I still feel like because when I played it before when I was a kid, they were like just a little bit older than me, mm-hmm. so. It doesn't really change that much. Like I, I still see them as fully developed characters and kind of not quite adults, but not quite teenagers. But it is it is interesting looking at it with old man eyes. I guess maybe I have more of a fondness for Laguna, even though I definitely had fondness for him first time around. But he's, <laughs> he was always our boy. Yeah, he's maybe a little bit more relatable because he's a little older and trying to like figure out what to do with his life and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I still really like the rest of the cast. They're all really great. Um, I remember when I was going back to it, I found Squall a lot easier to tolerate. Uh, his 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 issues make a lot more sense now that I've come out the other end so to speak yeah it's mm. funny a lot of people I remember being like Squall's a jerk back in the day but I I think I kind of identified with him when I was a kid because I was kind of like moody and quiet sometimes <laughs> um, but as an adult I just look at it more as okay I, I understand why he is this way now yeah like I feel like I need to pat him on the back when he's like having those moments. It's just like calm down. It'll yeah. be okay. I definitely understand the like curtness part of how he just kind of sometimes he sees things in like black and white and like mm-hmm. just doesn't understand other people. Yeah. I, well, sorry, go ahead, Joe. Well, I was just gonna say, I mean you guys know how I feel about Final Fantasy VIII and especially Squall, but I played it two times within I think well, the first time I played it was back when it came out, which I think was in 1998. Was that yep. 1998 or 1999? I can't remember. It was around there. So I guess that's yeah. almost 20 years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Welcome to Ugh. Grandpa'sville, Population, Hey, Listen Radio. Wow, 20 years. Uh, and then I played it a second time, I think a, a few years ago, and... All I remember is that Squall still annoyed me, but maybe I should play it a third time. Well, there's really paid attention. And well, one thing know. is, is um, similar. Joe, you're you were a big fan of Evangelion back in the day. It's uh, similar to Shinji in the sense that 
they're supposed to be annoying with this. Like, this is supposed to be like, uh, how should I put this? It's, it's a lot to take in and deal with. And it's a lot to take in and deal with because we can hear their thoughts. If yes. we were dealing with these characters in the way that you deal with people in the real world, you just see them standing stoic or just sort of sitting there sullen 40, 50, 60% of the time, and then they either meekly say something or violently shout it. Yeah, I think what I need to do is play it a third time. But I think the thing that always really bothered me about it is I was just, I wasn't, <laughs> I guess I wasn't trying, I wasn't seeing things from his perspective. I was just seeing it from like, if, like, like you were just saying, if, we, if I met him in the real world, he would just come off to me as like a, a brooding a hole. Who doesn't really just kind of, you know, just, mm-hmm. but I think if I pay attention more to his surroundings and what he's going through and try and actually feel for him from and try and see things from his perspective, maybe I might have a better understanding of why that's, he's acting the way he is. Maybe that's part of it, Joe. The other thing is, is um, he does develop over time. Like even when I was kind of at that point where I found his shit to be really annoying, playing through the game i got a point where I, I got to a point where i started to really like him and that progressed over time the other thing to do in a situation like this is to focus on the other characters when he's especially when he's getting a bit too annoying no i love the other uh, characters uh, everyone great. yeah everyone plays foil to him to varying degrees and in such a way that you know they still have their own issues to kind of work out yeah i just it's remember a, him uh, I, just, I just remember him being kind of mean maybe not mean yeah. to Renoa, but oh, just... he was mean to everyone <laughs> yeah i think uh, just, the, the felt... one that'll sit with me for the rest of my life is when he tells geese to talk to a wall did he say did he say that or did he think that <laughs> no, she she said something about needing someone to talk to and he said why don't you talk to a wall or he said it to her a lot you know it wasn't one of those things where he starts the sentence in his head and finishes it out loud uh-huh. no that was that was a direct <laughs> reply yeah that's great yeah. that was yeah, him at I like mean, dick but yeah, uh, i actually i actually liked renoa a lot too she just was all <laughs> bubbly and nice and friendly Jesus but and i just i didn't like it when she when people treated her mean i, I just it, it bugged me so i so i'm going through it right now I have to say, Squall, like, he's never annoyed me, and he still doesn't. And I think now I look at it as, I definitely, like you were saying earlier, with adult eyes, I kind of see, like, this kind of very broken child put in, you know, and they're all have this weird childhood trauma that they're going through. It's It's a really strange plot, and there's multiple plots. I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend the other night, and I was realizing that I needed to just, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to tell her their Laguna plot, because the rest of that shit is just weaves around way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff like, you know, you find out that they're all orphans, and, you know, they're kind of rescued into this, like, military service. It's sort of weird, but, yeah, Squall's, he's pretty blunt, and, like, but, I don't know, I just, it's kind of a bold choice to have a depressed main character. <laughs> Like yeah, he's, he really unfortunately, is a depressed, sorry, he really is just a depressed teen when you get to the core of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, uh, it's unfortunate because I think a lot of the backlash towards Squall wasn't even his characterization as much as uh, in regards to uh, anime and I guess just nerd shit from Japan in general. Like everyone was kind of like latching on to that. And it was at that point in time, it was getting super overplayed. Hmm. So there was resentment for that kind of character before Squall even came into being. Yeah. Um, so he kind of, I think he gets shafted a little bit. Yeah. But he, like, like you said, it's, it's, it's great that they show him have growth. Um, mm-hmm. That's part of the charm of the story. Um, but it's funny that Joe is saying you liked Renoa because I'm playing it through it now and I'm finding that she's got the least depth so far. Um, like she's really, I don't know. She's. I'm kind of at a point where I, they're giving me a little bit more. It's hard to say because I don't remember all of it, but um, I just kind of the part where you find out she kind of has daddy issues a little bit. But mm-hmm. other than that, I I always found her like really annoying and just kind of boring. And it feels like she's kind of just the romantic lead. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, her character opens up too, albeit in a kind of different way where it's like maybe like the inverse of squall where it's like he's faced adversity now he's kind of like at a low point working his way up whereas she's at a high point about to face adversity and get pulled down by it yeah i'm interested to see where it goes because i remember like the basics of the plot like she kind of gets kidnapped by the sorceress and they try to turn her into an heir but i i just don't remember a whole lot about her other than that i didn't even remember who her dad was and who her Mm -hmm. mom was um and that may have just been me not really paying attention as a kid but she's uh i don't know i i just i really look forward to playing this game a lot it's i Mm -hmm. filling in all the gaps because it's such a long story going back and filling in all the gaps more vividly and seeing things i missed is really fun yeah, it's pretty in depth. As soon as I get some means of uh, either a new TV or some way to use my monitor with the PS3, I'm gonna get back into it too. Yeah, you know what? It it has been quite a long time. I, I maybe I should try it again. The maybe only other all two, three of us can do it and then do a special episode. <laughs> I would actually like that because well, the only other two things that really go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I do want to do an episode of my show on it. The only other two things that kind of really got to me too with the game is that not a huge fan of the junction system. I think kind of not didn't really enjoy it. It's just seemed, and I also didn't like the the way you get money, which was through checks and you had to do quizzes um, or whatever. That's that that's secondary. Kind of, you can still get money by fighting. It's just additional. Uh, yeah, you sell stuff. <laughs> But, yeah, you can still sell stuff, but yeah, like, uh, yeah. it's it, the idea is it's a military salary. Yeah. Right. No. Wait, wait. wait. It's not that much, so they kind of encourage you to make money other ways if you really need it. But I've kind of found that I don't ever really need money, or I don't really ever have a want for money. Like I always have mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. No, I've gone through the whole game without actually doing any of those quizzes. Yeah. I I don't you don't really need to take them. Um, uh, wait. Wait. I thought you. 
Wait, I know you can sell stuff. I, you didn't. I thought you didn't actually get money in a battle. I could have swore you, you I remember did. You, I remember uh, getting money through the checks, and I remember getting money, like you said, through selling stuff. I don't remember actually getting money. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't get them from battles. I don't understand. Oh, okay. Why, why, why would you? Yeah, though? that's yeah, that's what I. Well, that's how all Final Fantasy games have been. You get yeah, money yeah, through um, battles. That was the one thing I wanted to say in this regard. Uh, this may be more a matter of preference. Uh, of the three of us, only one of us has like played through the whole series proper, and that's a uh, old Joe face here. Yeah, no. Um, it's, Final Fantasy VIII was good. A lot of uh, the detractors from 8 are diehards who fell off there and jumped back on 9. And that's where, I don't know if there were big divisions in Final Fantasy fans before, but uh, (laughs) the the jump from 8 to 9 created like one of the shittiest fanboy wars ever seen. Well, it's because 9 was a throwback and 8 was something very, very different from all the other games. Like yeah. the junction system and the way money is handled is very different in eight compared to all of the classic Final Fantasy games. Yeah, so but on the uh, other end of thing, the jump to nine really ticked me the fuck off. I was like, wait, I can't control their growth. I can't control when I get this shit. I, the fuck am well, I doing? I'm just sitting here pushing a button. Push the <laughs> well, win button. I didn't even that's, remember that. <laughs> well, that's, that's because how I felt. Well, that's because that's how all the classic like yeah, Final Fantasy the, one through like six. Yeah. That's how they all were. It was the class system. They basically gave you your D and D approved party at the forefront. They built yep. up over time, and you just kind of like played the story. But like I, mean, I got, I got in at seven with the materia yeah, system. That's so I, I was, changed. yeah, I was used to customization. Well, I mean, he didn't didn't uh, well, five six, it, have well, customization with the job classes, like you could switch yeah. classes. So it pretty much the changes started really happening right, right at five when you had the different job classes, and then six had this, um, the Esper system, which I personally feel is like the best uh, battle system because you can heavily customize everything you wanted to do. It was like like a tweak on the job system, and then from then on out, it was Materia and Sphere system with ten and. You know, all mm-hmm. the different ones. And then, then since Final Fantasy, uh, nine was going to be the fight, like the last final Final Fantasy on the PlayStation. <laughs> well, technically, they were all going to be the last Final Fantasy. That's, that's the name. But yeah, I mean, nine was going to be the, the last one on the PlayStation. So that's the creator decided to do a, you know, let's just go back in time for one last time. Jeez, I'm saying the same. All right. Well, you get what I mean. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, anyway. I definitely think I need to try eight again. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a while for me. It's still my high point. I went back and played seven afterwards, and it had its charm, uh, but I it was like the graphical backward step and like the length kind of bothered me, and also all the characters were kind of fanboyed to death at that point. And I played it like over a decade later, easily, mm-hmm. um, and then I really liked ten. These figures were cool. I, I actually really liked nine too. Um, I didn't finish nine. I definitely want to do that again someday. And then I really wanted to play eleven, but I never did. Uh, <laughs> Twelve, I got to play a little bit of, and I liked that. And then I, I did play a little bit of six or three, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. But I, I just got stuck. 
the the gameplay was too. It was there was it's just an old school game, and I got to a point where there were like no hints, and so I just got stuck. Yeah, there was um, Final Fantasy VI is probably one of my most favorite games of all time because it just even though it's, it's it does things still in the old school way like an old you know, JRPG way but when you think about all the stuff they did in that game for I mean they like they started doing side quests they did an open world game I mean they, they did a whole bunch of different things that I thought were really unique but the problem was like you said there were many points where they just straight up didn't tell you what you needed to do next and it became very frustrating so I, I don't blame you for dropping off on that one, but the game does, ooh, they cover some pretty intense topics and things get pretty cool, but don't blame me on that one. Uh, cool. Lionel, we got? Um, mostly more uh, Stardew. Uh, I got really hyped and then disappointed when I heard that uh, Sonic Mania was released and then found out it's going to be like a few more weeks before I can play it via Steam. So, looking forward to that. I did watch something gaming-related, however, that I want to talk about. So, there's a uh, CGKOF series and I don't know if this is just like creating more hype for KOF 14 right now, or if they got something else in the works. Um, this show is, I don't want to say low budget. It's, it's a definitely when you watch it, it's definitely very min maxed, uh, animations a bit jank. It's, uh, low grade when there isn't action going on and cranked up to 11 when the action is on. Uh, the fights don't feel especially inspired. When I say inspired, think uh, the street, the first Street Fighter 2 anime. But they are fun and they are, they do have a lot of spectacle to them. It's really, it's a treat for the eyes to see the special moves play out on screen. And they do do a lot with not only the visuals but the sound of those moves too. Nice. Like you can hear it and, and like have an idea of how it's affecting the atmosphere and shit. Wow. Um, there's two episodes. Tube. I'm hoping they remain free on YouTube. Just kind of release. I'd be willing to pay for more. I guess I'm not sure how much, but this is it's fun. It's um it feels very Saturday morning. And I want to say for the most part, kid friendly, but still having where, some edge to it. Where did you find it? Well, I hadn't even heard um, of that. I know it's on, um, on YouTube. I think it may be on uh, SNK's official channel. Hmm. I, gotcha. I, I did some Googling and I found a, the CG trailer for the King of Fighters world. There's an MMO King of Fighters. What? Apparently I Never really messed with that. Whoa. I think Whoa. that isn't even. I think that isn't even the first attempt they've made at that. Oh, but how does how does that work? Comments on on six months ago say it was canceled. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah, um, it's kicking back up pretty high with fourteen. Fourteen was a really big success. Um, it, it was just it was just fun. 
it's just a lot of, it's it's if you're an SNK fan or you like some of the individual games that make up King of Fighters it's pretty good uh, I suspect that they're going to focus in on the different characters backstories through arcs right now they're in uh, Southtown which is a location where two of the games take place and you're seeing characters from both of those games interact and it looks like we're going to get Basically, we're basically going to have the story of the first uh, Fatal Fury play out, though it'll play out in a more modern day setting. But it could be fun. Well, not even could be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Hmm. Nice. But I, I'm kind of curious about that MMO. So how would that even work? Is that like you just enter into a online tournament? Uh, it's I don't even. I imagine it's it's its own system. Oh. Like there'd be no point in trying to strap MMO aspects onto a KOF fighter unless it was like a KOF fighter with a creative character system. In which case, it still doesn't really need to be a MMO. It just needs to be like create a player with online. Weird. You just like so walk it, around it, the arena. So it's probably something farmed out to another company. <laughs> Uh, it's one of those, like they did with uh, Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's Bethesda making that game. I think it's another company. So, yeah, not to say it's not doing well. That game apparently is doing very well. Okay, uh, what games have I been playing? I have been playing no games. Uh, let me see been here. playing with your butt on chat roulette. <laughs> <laughs> that is the ultimate game. Um, man. Have you know? Well, oh god, this is kind of. I did download one quick mobile game. I don't even know why, but it was called. Uh, what is it called? Oh, <laughs> a girl adrift, which is kind of a very suggestible title. I uh, I just thought of survival kids. <laughs> suggestible? No. Well, kind of. She's not. It's about a little girl who gets. Branded on a rat on the middle uh, by fishing for like all the time ever her life just fishing and it's just a tapping game you just like tap on the screen and you know every time a fish comes up eh, this game is stupid I don't even know I've always been playing that that long I played it one I'm talking about it it's I really have not been playing anything sounds refreshing just been too busy no it really wasn't it was. I haven't been playing a lot of mobile games at all. None of them are keeping my attention at mm. all. I kind of want more. I want handhelds to come back. I mean, you just seem to be... Like, every time we do the show, Mike talks about his PSP, and clearly there's still a love for handhelds. I want them to do more with that, but it's even sounding like Nintendo is going to be soon, probably in the next year or two, discontinuing the 3DS and just going full force with the Switch because it's portable. And putting more games on mobile. Yeah, so I don't want to compete with itself. Yeah, that's but uh, right. I might actually buy a 3DS if it goes down in price. I'd say it's better. Still, lots of fun to play, and yeah, I'm really. Well, I need to play more. Snake Eater in 3D that's and a few hey. other things. So, yeah. Nothing on my side that's worth talking about. Uh, We got some news from Microsoft. 
Let me open it, open it, open it. They're sharing Microsoft. an idea with us. <laughs> Microsoft working on something that fundamentally changed the concept of achievements. Good old achievements. I never really cared about them. How about you Me guys? No, I didn't think so. No. Because uh, uh, no. there was no. never a reason to. A lot of people do. Um, I mean, like some. I mean, sometimes they're funny, but yeah. that's kind of about it. It's it's funny because yeah. you think you would uh, it would add replayability to certain games. Like, well, <laughs> it, like I, I kind of would want to finish the ones in like Tekken Tag Two, but I don't. I don't think it tells you what they are, or it's just like I look at it and I'm just like I don't want to do that. <laughs> And I, I think I might have gone through MGS4 and done it, but by that point I had already gotten, because they patched in trophies to MGS4 like way later, and by that point I had already gone through the game so many times that I had gotten like the highest ranking possible and all the unlockable items that, and it, and it wouldn't let you earn achievements on your old saves. You had to start a new one, and I was just like, fuck that. So I, I never really cared, but um, I, I found this article and I uh, I put it here. It it's, sounds like they're just kind of reevaluating gamer scores or something to so that if you're if you play a lot of one game, it reflects your gamer score and your achievements. Uh, this like. So you get more credit for putting time into one game than someone who just buys all the shittiest games and just gets tons of achievements. It seems like that's what they're doing. Yeah, it, uh, reading it, it seems like he's talking about, what was his name, Mike Yabra, y- Yabara, or I don't know if that was last name, but he was just saying that we already have this wealth of data about your gaming history, your status, just all the games you play, all this information that we can utilize to give you, I guess, a much deeper experience when it comes to achievements. And it just sounds like they're going to be utilizing all of that information now. So, so just, I guess that way the, the achievements themselves become way more meaningful because it's going to connect more deeply into what games you played, how you play, who you're playing, all that stuff. Yeah. So just saying, oh, look, you just killed this monster two million times. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you completed the tutorial, here's something. Yeah. Or it's like, you know. Or, you know, just proof that you either beat the game or beat the game on hard or beat the challenge boss. Yeah. So they, on and so they, forth. They do things for, like, that really show off the dedication and nuance of certain games, I suppose. Um,. But yeah, I, I didn't know. Um, I got excited at the headline, but then when I read it, it seems pretty stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> I got excited because I, I feel like you could do something. Like I don't know if any of these companies would ever do it, but it's like we're getting so far away from like the Xbox original era and the PS1 era. I feel like you know you sh- should be able to like. It'd be cool if you could play games and earn some kind of points and, like, maybe buy, like, an old PS1 game or something. Uh, you know? Yeah. Just, like, earn yeah. something. That would, that would be neat. Because they're pointless yeah. otherwise. Well, I mean, like, maybe have uh, getting these achievements unlock something in-game. Yeah. 
which is kind of funny because then it's just like another feature of the game. <laughs> well, I mean, less less like unlock uh, content and more like, oh yeah, you got this uh, achievement. Here's a health boost, or here's uh, this bar refilled, or here's a spe- here's a item like a drop item, or maybe have the option come up. You got an achievement. Which bonus do you want, or do you not want any? Yeah, but I feel like that's again that's more like just something that would be built into a game already. Yeah. It seems like you'd be adding achievements to something that was part of the game already rather than having achievements do something. Mm-hmm. But I Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool to earn points like you know, like Nintendo points back in the day, send away for something. And then this case, <laughs> a boat or something. Yeah, but in this case, you know the, A hang glider. Yeah, this <laughs> Exactly. Uh, uh. like marble points. But I mean obviously they're in a position where they could do they, you know, they'd lose money if they sent physical goods, but there's plenty of digital stuff. Like, even if you oh, earn like just a little bit of like store credit, it'd be cool. Or like, yeah, wallpapers, themes, maybe music. Just I don't know. Just effects, ringtones. Yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah, there's yeah. stuff they could do with it, but I feel like I don't know. They're too. Greedies give shit away. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could. I know with the um, with PlayStation and had had was it PlayStation Now or shoot, what's their Plus? The, the, Plus. Yeah, there it is. Plus. I mean, I could see if they decide to do like a whole thing with trophies or something, and they give you more points that you can that you know or can be used towards. Plus, that I, I mean, it would be getting more people tempted to use the service. Like maybe if you get uh, ten trophies or something, you get enough enough points to try PlayStation Plus for thirty days or I don't know stuff like that. That would there's ways that the companies can make it so that it will encourage players and to buy or do other things, but still give them value. I mean, there's ways around it, but it just sounds like this. They're just saying, okay, we got what, like over a decade of user data here, how can we just show more to them? That's pretty much all it's sounding like here. Yeah. When really what I would like for them to do is just start adopting more of these things that are, are in esports, where like you have reputation and you have, you know, just, I, I don't know, just more borrow more stuff, more ideas, design ideas from that stuff and because I always found those things to be more compelling. The idea of a reputation versus an achievement to me is, I, I find way more exciting. I mean, that's kind of what the gamer score is, but it's just so yeah. arbitrary and doesn't yeah, do anything. It, it, yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, you're right because you can. Yeah, it kind of comes down to how much the people who, are, who actually have these scores care about them, and <laughs> most people don't. But they're really easy to just. Just make it seem worthless because you can. Well, I, I'm sure they have to cut down it now, but you could easily just buy like a game, just pump a really crappy game, and just jack up your gamer score. Yeah, um, well, yeah, that actually happened. I think like yeah. at one point somebody got the highest gamer score by taking a glitch that was in one of the last Airbender games. Yeah, <laughs> and abusing the hell out of it. Yeah, um, so it's just it, there's yeah. really no meaning to it. Yeah, no, there there isn't, and I feel like. The only thing that's 
that they have done is for that one guy with the highest gamer score. I think we had that. I don't know if we had an article about that. If we talked about it or not, but there's the guy who has the highest gamer score has a uh, like a gold card that gives him like Xbox Live Gold for life. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. About that, yeah. Yeah. Now, if they did something like maybe just like you know rush for the top ten each year, where by the end of the calendar year, whoever's in like the top ten or twenty or maybe just top in whatever game gets some kind of prize, that might be something. Yeah. Yeah. See stuff like that. That's cool. They they could definitely make it more interesting, but yeah, I don't think they really care about that. They just want to. Give more reason for you to buy an Xbox, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Because, again, this is just an idea they're sharing with us right now. It's like, we're going to do something really big. We can't really talk about the thing, but here's sort of the idea behind it. (laughs) Right. Very vague. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, hopefully it'll make it more exciting. Another point that I wanted to make was that Mm -hmm. when they people use words like fundamentally changes the concept of it. That means nothing. Like that's, that's a, they don't, I feel like they don't really understand how, like how much impact that sentence should have. Fundamentally is like the groundwork changes. Obviously you're changing fundamentals. And then the concept, the fundamentals of a literal concept is about to change. You're, you're talking at your ass, Microsoft. Well, it's not that that's not not what they're doing. It's just that they're they're trying to set it up as something big, and it, and it's not like in this. I remember No Man's Sky when it came out. Um, Sean Murray was saying he was going to be at E3 and they're going to show off the game, but in a way that's never been done before. <laughs> and all it was was. They showed gameplay footage with a live band playing the music, and it's like okay, like just I guess be- that's technically true. Yeah, just but- because you're fundamentally changing the concept of something or doing something from the first time doesn't make it exciting inherently. It's just cool. Well, yeah, kind of. It's 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 kind of like a hello, I am David Cage. Let me walk you through how my game works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good old David Cage. Oh, big words, Microsoft. Hopefully you really do change everything and how achievements work and what they are. But I see the chip, Microsoft. Now, where's the dip? <laughs> I want some dip, actually. Uh, so this next article is by Digital Spy. Nintendo wants to buy over $40. We asked not dollars. What is that? <laughs> no, uh, Joe. Uh- <laughs> So the let me let me take over from here. The uh, Metroid Two remake that's coming out is it on the Switch or is it on the 3DS? 3DS. Yeah, coming out on the 3DS um, has some uh, additional content in it that is unlocked by Amiibos. Apparently, I don't know much about Amiibos. Apparently, they're these little figures. You yep. very popular. Yeah. Up. What exactly are they, and what do they? Can you give give us like a like a brief sort of cliff notes idea of like what the deal with amiibos is, Joe? They're little plastic toy you put on your 3ds, and it mm-hmm. scans a code and unlocks content. That's oh, it. 
Okay. And apparently they've been doing this with uh, the Wii U too, and maybe oh, yeah. we'll have it go with the um, the Switch also. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I like the push for physical toys. Uh, that's kind of neat, and you know, if you're a collector, that's great. The idea that they would unlock stuff um, in game is also kind of nice, especially if you're like one of the diehard Nintendo fans. Um, I don't personally think it should be mandatory, and herein lies the issue. Um, there's some content. In, there's going to be some content in this new game that will be locked behind about. Fifty fifty five dollars worth of uh, amiibos, mm. specifically a uh, higher difficulty and a costume, and maybe also some music and some unlockables in regards to Metroid figures that have been released prior to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's 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 a fun idea. I'd be okay with this if these things let you unlock the stuff early. Like, if you have the figure, you can get the harder difficulty and the new costume right now. Just scan it. You can get the new music right now. Just scan it. Or, you know, extras right now. Or you can play through the game proper and unlock it. You know, yeah, no, you, you both have feeding to the game these. and then getting higher, higher uh, endings and shit. But no, you have to buy this stuff to get it. And it's, it's, like goddamn Nintendo, two like like one step forward, two steps back. Stop. Well, they're doing this because they know people will buy them. So I mean, yeah, this is completely wrong. To the degree that they're hard to track down. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the, the, what they're doing, I don't agree with any. Of it. I don't like this. I mean, it's not. I mean, the things they're locking away aren't things that are going to change the game or give you an upper hand or anything like that. Uh, but they're we'll they're take. also they're also not things that are these are like these are common unlockables. These are the unlockables you find in damn near every even even the most basic of basic basic bitch games are gonna have. Oh yeah, here's the super hard mode for the challenge. Here's a new costume for funsies. You know, like this. Oh, yeah. This isn't. Um, oh yeah, get the special costume from this other Metroid game that's actually come out right now. This isn't like getting the Metroid Fusion costume by plugging in your uh, your uh, GBA copy of Fusion. You know. No, no, no. I mean, this, this. I don't like when they do stuff like this. I really don't. But the sad part about it is they're going to be able to get away with this because I know people are going to buy it. Do you have anything to, to add to this one, Mike, about the lock in the way of content? Um, I I think they took it overboard with like difficulties and stuff. But as far as like costumes mm. and, and music and stuff, I think that's as far as I'd go. Um, mm. I don't know how much forty pounds are, but um, it's about fifty five bucks. I uh, converted it. Mm. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, it should feel more like bonuses you get for. I don't know. It's weird because I don't really know what amiibo are usually used for. Um, I feel like you should either get a ton of more content for paying that amount of money, or yeah. it's. I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, I think. 
I, I don't know. I'm fine with like outfits and shit, but like hard mode, uh, I don't think gameplay stuff should be mm-hmm. sort of separated from the main game, especially in that way and at that much of a cost. Yeah, I'm with that's, you on that. Yeah, that's just not right. Like like some of the other, I think in Yoshi's the yarn version of Yoshi that they had the <clears throat> the Yoshi amiibo. And I'm trying to, I think all it did was it unlocked different colored Yoshis. So mm-hmm. usually that's how they're using. Like in Super Smash Brothers, I believe it unlocked characters. Hey, double check that one. But um, yeah, it's stuff like that. And so I don't know. They've been doing this with a lot of the games. It's nothing new, but it's just it's just it still feels wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. But they'll keep doing it. Because I know they won. Oh, jeez. Yep. Uh, so, next article here by Digital Trends. Ugh. Tablet maker Game Vice sues Nintendo, alleges Switch design violates patent. I looked at their thing, and it looks <laughs> like a Switch. Did you see the picture of Game Vice's, uh, what's it called, Wikipad? Hold on. I'm trying to bring it up right now. Is a weird name for a gaming device, Wikipad. It's for two hundred and fifty dollars, which is like uh, um, I mean, I can uh, see why they're trying to sue them. I can I can see why. Well, emphasis I put emphasis on trying here. Um, the design's kind of similar. The uh, controller bits don't detached more like a thing a, pa- a tablet is it a, ta- a thing a tablet slides into is that what it is see i'm not really that's what sure. it looks like i it, i don't yeah, see a picture uh, of this thing but from what i read it seemed like it was you it's the thing you put onto a tablet yeah i'll send you the picture oh no if you look at the picture yeah that is a tablet in there that's an android tablet yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks okay. like a tablet slides into this, whereas, yeah. like... The main picture with the, the guy with the glasses? Hmm? What picture? Hold on. Let me send it again. It's, it's, a, it's an article, but at the top of it, there's a picture. Hold on. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Oh, Yeah, you okay. slide your tablet into it. Yeah, yeah, you slide your tablet into it. Mm. <laughs> I think they're yeah. suing them because the Joy-Con thing, like that. I guess the yeah, it, that that technology. Um, this this smells of some people trying to make some money to me. Uh, of course, because I don't see how the Switch is taking anything from these people. The Switch is like its own proprietary thing with its own set of first-party games, whereas this is looks like it's meant to just run, be like a controller. Are they suing basically for the term, damages? Uh, it says in there, uh, Game Vice is demanding Nintendo stop selling the Switch, cover all costs related to the lawsuit, and pay damages caused by infringing on the patent. So oh. apparently they're claiming damages. I yeah. think they're being big whiny babies. Um, I don't know. I think they probably have a case because this this sort of thing this happened with um, the DualShock, and that's why the first PlayStation threes didn't have vibration. It's because they basically didn't want to pay this company for using either their technology or very similar technology to the vibration. 
that they had, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually they just paid it, and then we have vibration again. So yeah, um, they they may have you know had some kind of patent on kind of a sliding device in the mechanism with it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get paid something, but it's really at the end of the day, it's not going to hurt Nintendo whether they win no. or lose a lawsuit. Yeah. They'll probably just pay it out. I guess. So. I mean. I, I guess what's what's pissing me off is the bit where they're demanding Nintendo literally stop selling the Switch. <laughs> like that <laughs> seems like extreme, catty, that seems like catty dick shit to me. That's trolley behavior. It's just come on. Well, they're not gonna stop doing that. Oh man. But uh, yeah, it'll probably just settle with them and pay out something. They got billions of dollars. <laughs> this is nothing to them. So I think they're gonna be fine. Oh, Wikipad, you've created an enemy in me. <laughs> Where? Okay, so what, is it, what does it say yeah. that they're threat? They want them to stop. A little bit further down, I think it's like the second or paragraph. It's like in the. It's like oh, in the okay, middle. yeah, they're demanding they stop selling the switch. That's pretty funny. That's not going to happen. Oh yeah, and when what happens when they stop selling the switch? We all go out hunting for Wikipads. We need yeah. our fix. We got to somewhere else. Yeah, fuck off. They're probably yeah. Fuck right the hell off Wikipad. What what have you put out outside of this actual piece of hardware? They don't need to put anything else out. They're Wikipad. Make a fucking game. And get your goddamn weight up. You the oh. old motherfucker. Careful, they might take you to court. I ain't got nothing for them. Such an <laughs> ass whooping. <laughs> They'll be Restrain fine with pictures of you in jail. Go. Oh, it's going to feel will. like jail when I'm done with them. <laughs> settle, settle. Mm. I can't I can't help oh. it, Joe. They got me hot. hot Need bottom. to punch something. Uh, well, we got more controller news. I guess it's controller. Kind of yeah, gamepad thing. Controller, yeah. an attempt to be the ultimate gamepad, in fact. Yes, by Digital Spy, the All Controller. <laughs> I like that name. The All Controller it is a universal gamepad that aims to replace your growing mass of peripherals. So you well, can use a PlayStation. Let me let me just ask a question to to yep. the hosts here. How many gamepads do you guys own? One. Well, two. Just two. Like, like, so if I went into your room right now, I'd only find two gamepads across everything you play? Yeah, well, okay, I've mainly been doing a lot of game playing on, like, my computer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have a, you know, a gamepad, like one of those generic gamepads. But I use that a lot. But for Steam and other stuff... But that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. I, mean, I have an Xbox 4, but I really don't play it that much. You have an Xbox so, yeah. 4? What the hell is that? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A PlayStation 4 has an Xbox 4. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't mix up. Sorry. <laughs> he combines them. <laughs> I need to buy them. That my, my brain is a little fried right now. got a console from, another, from a parallel universe. <laughs> pretty much. But if you were to come to my room, it's just I just have that one gamepad. That's it. I, I, don't, I don't really use a lot. So to me, this isn't really solving a problem well, that I have. Let me, uh, well, let me ask you, Mike. How many uh, game pads do you have? Uh, do handhelds and mouse and keyboards count? 
Okay, okay, this failed hard. Let me just jump mm-hmm. to my... <laughs> well, no, but let me... Well, you didn't answer the question. Do they? <laughs> no! Oh, if they don't? Okay, then I have... Let's see. I have... That I own that are mine. I have two PlayStation 3 controllers. That's a DualShock and a 6-axis. That's pretty busted up. And a... Um, and I think I have like three Dreamcast controllers, and I think that's about it. Yeah, mm. this this attempt at being clever and host like was was stupid and failed. And I apologize. It was fine. Who, it was who fine. are listening? Okay, here's the point, right? Mm. Speaking personally now, I've got about two, maybe three, and I started out with one, hoping one would be enough. It's kind of like a, it's basically like a blue PS1 gamepad usb type thing i thought that would work for what i could run on my computer but uh on live back when it was being shitty wouldn't run on that i had to get another gamepad that had the analog sticks and uh, all that other stuff and i try it there and now steam doesn't want that so i've got to go out and get a uh, 360 controller and the 360 controller doesn't run on everything i have Neither does the small gamepad, neither does the uh, wireless one that came in between. I'm having to switch in and remap stuff as I go, depending upon what I want to play on the computer. Now, what this has here is is like profile options and different setups based on what you're going to play and what you're going to play it on. And apparently it's also going to be able to run on the hardware, on like like consoles as well. Mm. And you can save uh, different button map combinations. You can adjust sensitivity to varying degrees on the sticks, the uh, D-pad, assign different combinations of buttons depending upon what it is. The idea is that you don't have to switch out one controller for another ever again with this thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a... Yeah. It's a cool uh, concept, and I, there's definitely a need for it. Um, I wonder what mm. pricing. I'm not sure what the pricing is. But uh, they're saying the uh, early bid price is 55, which is not too bad. It's pretty standard, mm. especially considering yeah. all the shit it can do. Um, it's also both wired and wireless. Yeah. Um, so I think. A lot of the settings that it offers, as far as PC or, or stuff, you can. Do, uh, with any controller if you kind of know how to get the right drivers and the right uh, apps to, to work things. Um, mm-hmm. But it is cool that it works. You can take it to either console. Um, so, yeah, as far as like a universal controller, it's, it's pretty cool. and It's got all those options kind of right there on the controller and has the touchpad. Mm-hmm. Um I think my biggest gripe is the shape. It's just shaped like a, a 360 controller or an Xbox One controller, and I kind of don't like that shape. I prefer the PS yeah. shape, so I think I would probably, since I only, you know, my only console that I play on is really is the PS3 currently, and eventually I'll get a PS4. But right now it's just PS3 and. On my PC, so I have all my needs are basically covered with the PS3 controller, even though I do want a PS4 controller just because of the way it feels. Um, so that's 
I've been trying to hunt one down. Um, so for me, this doesn't really offer anything new. But if I was, I, I, I don't know. I would still probably stay away just because I don't like the shape. Uh, I would hope for design variants because I'm not a huge fan of like the roundness of the Microsoft controllers. Mm. Um, something a bit more solid in the hand, though I'm not necessarily saying that's a PlayStation controller. I I guess in an ideal world, you have shapes, like different shapes across the board. Like maybe you got something uh, that's like the Genesis or something that's like the SNES or maybe something completely unique but I'd, I'd definitely be for getting this for me my favorite controller you know a lot of people hate it I actually like the GameCube controller a lot it felt really comfortable in my hand it was weird actually shaped but I think I the weirdness with the GameCube was more the buttons not even necessarily the layout I think they did the best they could with that weird assortment <laughs> Yeah, it was was a bit strange. It was all the all the shapes, like the the sticks weren't comfortable. One of them straight up didn't have a nub, and like the kind of hurt my thumb. All the buttons there were so weird, but like the the ergonomics of the shape were pretty okay. I think like the shape of the controller was fine. Yeah, yeah, it felt really good in my hand. I'm with you guys. I'm not a fan of the Xbox. It just feels big, like just really big in my hand. I just don't. Big and heavy. Yes. If I could have a choice between that or the PlayStation controller, I'd definitely choose the PlayStation one. Kind of, it's way more comfortable. But, um, I mean, this thing on Kickstarter, I mean, they've already, they still have 29 days left and they've already like far surpassed their, uh, their goal. So Mm -hmm. it's happening. So that's, that's good. But, definitely cool to have something universal like this yeah Um, I I think that one of the cooler features is also that and I've done this before with uh, controllers that I've plugged in it's that you can use controllers with games that don't support controllers so I'm guessing Mm -hmm. that it works the way that I kind of had to to do it back in the day which is you map the the mouse movement to the right stick um, and it works pretty well if you have a if you're controlling a camera with a mouse in game, and then the stick is just, you know, WASD. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's all good stuff. Um, what, what was that company that built just game controllers and peripherals and they went out of business? Mad that Cats. Game. Are they still, yes. they're not, they're out of business now? Yeah, they went out of business a long time ago. I think they came back at one point because they were making really good arcade sticks. No, they hold on. They, they, where they where I'm in I'm in front of a computer. Yeah, but the other uh, yeah. the other feature I kind of like about this is the ability to to remap the buttons any way you want, which yeah. is really cool because especially with a lot of FPS, they kind of there's like a couple different variations that people try and do and. It'd be nice to switch those out when games don't allow you to do that. I know the one thing I get kind of mad about all the time is with the PS3 controller is games... Like, a lot of games will... It, to me, it makes sense to use L1 and R1 for weapons, like firing and aiming, but a lot of games use L2 and R2, and those buttons are pretty weird on the PlayStation 3 controller. So I, I always wanted to flip those, and it's 
pretty hard to do that when I could tr- connect that to my PC. Like, yeah. H- harder than I'd like. It shouldn't be that painful. Uh, I think they said you can record 15, not record, se- save like five different settings or 15 different settings or something like that. 16, but I yeah. think. 16, that's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. So it's... Yeah, so you you it. just you come right into your game. You can like switch between games and just have the controller already mapped out perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you were right, Joe. They went uh, defunct as of March 30th of this year, so it was oh, really recent. Wow. Because I, I I was remembering uh, Mad Cat's arcade sticks becoming like serious business, uh, specifically during like the Street Fighter Four. Yeah, I remember that too. So they they kind of they kind of made a made a strong push back, but I guess they couldn't get it done in time. And uh, yeah, they had to file for bankruptcy. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> well. I'll remember them and their crazy peripherals and really bad controllers. Well, bad and good. Um, yeah. I think I think the folks who were making the strides in the controller tech got eaten up by Logitech. So yeah. it's yeah. not completely lost. I remember they had a. I really treasured the um, the Xbox, the original Xbox controller I had because it was smaller than. Because they had the oh, big, yeah. they launched with they the, made the tiny ones. Yeah, they made they launched Xbox launched with those giant ones that were fucking ridiculous, and then they brought it down. Yeah, and, the ones that look like they ate a Dreamcast controller. Yeah, <laughs> and then they brought it down again to kind of what was the standard size, and then I think they made them a little bit smaller when they did the 360. But but the Mad Cats ones were just like perfect size. I loved that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope it like line up like line like you were saying. They at least come out in different models, like down the road or something. Hopefully, I have uh, small hands. <laughs> right, and a lot of people do. I mean, I, that's why I think it. I mean, the Xbox controller was made for a person who had rather large hands. It was not meant for small, small hands, which made it very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Oh, it's they, the. It's the tricky thing with controllers is that you have like different shapes and different shapes and sizes when it comes to people in their hands. And r- rather than like just coming out with like a whole lot of variants, it's more like, OK, let's find like the biggest median we can and just leave it there. Yeah. Which is why I mean, you need other companies, other peripheral companies making things, companies like Mad Cat's. Otherwise, you they, end up stuck with that big ass Xbox controller. <laughs> and they did make they made um, micro Xbox controllers, and I remember getting them, and they were they felt great in my hand. They were so tiny, they were really mm. really tiny. Uh, so they did make good stuff. It's a shame that they're gone now. Uh, uh, so it's oh all right. So the next article is by Gamespot. No Man's Sky big update adds multiplayer supports, uh, like it, story content, branching dialogue. They're hitting the try hard button. <laughs> I mean, they they just it's crafting, trading a new economy. This is crazy. This is so isn't, much. In- isn't a lot of this stuff they implied would be in it to begin with? Um, 
some of it, it seems like it's updating a lot of stuff that they have already patched in. So they kind of launched the game, and people were disappointed. And then they've been doing really big patches, adding more content and stuff. Um, it, it seems like they are just really playing catch-up to what they were promising. Um, I mean, they're adding a lot of content and stuff, and a lot of stuff for free. Which is, is nice, but they're kind of owning that they promised a lot of stuff and they're trying their hardest to deliver on it. Um, is, is it too late, though? I mean, it's been a while, hasn't it? I don't know. Mm. The, I don't know what their numbers are like. I guess people are still playing it if they're still updating it, but... Um, yeah, it's... Uh, the, the, the multiplayer thing is funny because I read that and I was like, oh, really, finally. And then I, I see it's like you can see other people, like up to like 16 other people, and they, they're they represented by like glowing orbs. It's like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this shit? It seems like I didn't know why they would put such a half step into the game. It's, it's weird. Like, uh, they're closing in on the tech that they need to offer like true... It's weird because people, they were so dodgy with answering their questions that people were wondering if this was like an MMO and they were kind of insinuating that, yeah, it was in a way, but it's not in the sense that you can actually see other players and interact with them. So now you can see where players are and what they're doing, but you can't actually see them or what they're doing or interact with them. Or maybe you can, I don't know, but it seems like such a a half step, but um, I think they've patched in some, like, um, they've made things prettier graphically. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. On the one hand, I'm like, I applaud them for sticking with it and continuing to approve this, improve on this thing for free, but at the same time, like, I don't know. They need to get that multiplayer thing worked out and it seems like they're kind of changing a lot of what they launched with but I I was pretty excited for this game before it came out and I feel like I'll never play it now mm. uh, they now the 30 hours of story con- new story content I'm, I'm kind of curious I and mean, I don't know the story or back or or what's going on in that game exactly outside you just explore lots of random stuff but I'm really curious what type of story they're deciding to put into it finally I mean unless what's, you guys know if there already was an existing story yeah there was they said okay. they doubled the, the story content um, effectively okay. so it was already there um, so there is a lore and I know that originally when they launched they were like the goal is to get to the center of the universe and there's something there um, but I guess there's quests and shit, and I I, I don't know. Um, mm. But uh, well, this will definitely make sure people can uh, start playing it for much longer. But I feel like they probably would have gotten not as much pushback if they had released like at least some of this stuff. I mean, yeah, so uh, it's it's a really long list. I'm seeing shit like ability to look around in the cockpit when landed has been added <laughs> allowed players to remain in the cockpit after a landing like it's sort of it seems like really basic shit that I would have assumed was already in there 
Um, I think in the video yeah. they said something about like in planet like atmosphere flying. It's like you can yeah. do that already. Low level flying or something. Low level flight. Yeah, I'm not sure what was up with that, but uh. yeah, it's um space combat. It really feels like they probably were rushed. Cause I, I remember, I think it was like a year or two ago or something before the game came out. I mean, they were pushing and pushing this game. And I think they were under a lot of pressure to get it out quick. And they probably had a lot of stuff that just was like not finished. And they probably just said, you know what, just screw it. We've got to put this out. We'll fix and release the rest of the stuff and update. So I think they just rushed it. They put too much hype yeah. into it. Got too many people excited. I don't know if it was, I think it was less that it was rushed and more so that it was like hyped and they were being mm. too vague and half confirming things that sounded really exciting that weren't actually in the game at all. Um, uh, yes. But uh, oh, I mean, for I me, just, it, it's, it's, for me, it's something I'll try out when it hits like super bargain on Steam, like five or ten bucks. But it just seems like they're. They've taken way too long to get their shit together with it. And they never really yeah. said what they were delivering in the first place. Yeah. Well, Lionel, would you give it a try if it got really low in price, or is that um, not your kind of game? Well, if I had something that can run it, uh, maybe. Is it? Did they ever give specs? Like, how intense is it? Is it what it require? I think it's pretty intense. Um, uh, I'm not quite sure, but. I remember Jim Sterling called this a while ago, and then when it came out, he kind of confirmed that it was just like all these other Steam games that were like kind of exploration, like procedurally generated, like nonsense, like with nothing really to do except like farm and a few things, like not much to it. Yeah, that's what I kept hearing in all the reviews too that people were just kind of getting bored of it because <laughs> you weren't really doing much and all the different worlds and planets that were auto like randomly generated were kind of the same it just you know uh, had slight differences but the new world every time no it was just recycled stuff with different colors and different shapes so oh hype is a dangerous thing Mm-hmm. Very, very dangerous. Uh, okay, so we <laughs> on to the last three stories of the on night. On to the saga. <laughs> this lovely Nick Robinson fellow. Yeah. Um, Mike, there's, explain there's a, what's going there's on a, with this. This is a tale yeah, so of I, sorts I, and souls eternally retold. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, so I guess full disclosure, I have met this dude a couple times, and he was mm. pretty friendly and nice to me. Um, but I used to watch his... He used to be on Revision 3, um, and I, I wouldn't say he was like the best part, but I enjoyed his input sometimes. Um, yeah, so and then he left Revision 3 shut down, and then he got a job at Polygon and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I guess he he posted something on Twitter about some game, like criticizing it, and then somebody else, there's a little bit of back and forth. And then somebody out of nowhere came with this tweet and said, maybe Nick would have time to 
Help the overcooked devs out if he wasn't in every woman in games' DMs all the time. <laughs> and the picture <laughs> of the guy <laughs> makes it all the more hilarious. Bloody honey. It looks like he took the picture right after posting that. Yeah, I didn't know what the, the deal with... I don't know who that is, <laughs> or if that's really them, but... Um, yeah, it's just, and then a lot of people sort of chimed in, and then there was a lot of people saying, you know, like, oh, we need receipts, like, blah, 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 like, there's, we don't know anything, and then... Yeah. It started with people kind of saying, like, this was kind of a known thing um, between people, and then... Uh, a lot of people have pointed out that uh, the reason that people weren't specifically coming forward with a lot of the shit, spe- like specific like screenshots and stuff, is because at this point we've kind of seen what's happened to women in the industry who sort of speak up at all. Um, like nobody wants to be the person that got Nick Robinson fired. Was some, something somebody tweeted, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and like people on his, uh, I guess he did a podcast with some friends, and they very quickly like disowned him. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> and Polygon was immediately like, oh, "Okay, we've heard about like we've we're putting it, we're suspending him." Um, and eventually, yeah, yeah, that probably really hurt their hyper feminist uh, image. Yeah, I I don't know about that, but. It, it seems like maybe they, they probably just didn't know, but like, I mean, they they very quickly. Came, it didn't take long for them to be like, "Yeah, we're he's fired, he's done." <laughs> mm-hmm. We're investigating this this thing. So the guy uh, Chris Grant said, "I've heard the allegations." We Nick Robinson said, "I'm taking him seriously. He's been suspended pending a thorough Vox Media inquiry." Um, let's see, and then there's another person that's. Um, Another girl came forward and she's like, I'm one of the girls he tried to talk to and get news and shit. And she was like, he's not a predator, but I was 18 and he was in his mid 20s and he was like, definitely trying to blown. And it didn't happen. They didn't meet up, but you know. And I guess this girl was a fan. Um, and I think she talked about somewhere else that you know it was, you know, when you look up to somebody and. They reach out, or, or you know, even just like a post, it's kind of a big deal or something. But to have them direct message you and say things is is like, oh wow, senpai noticed me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it can be a good feeling for sure when you get that kind of acknowledgement. Um, have any of you seen uh, Empire Records? It's been a while. A long time. Not the whole there's, there's a scene. There's a scene like uh, like this in that movie where this girl meets this uh, singer that she's been like obsessing over, and he just goes full creep on her. Mm-hmm. Oh man! But uh, oh, people. So anyway, there's some of this. There's a whole like flowchart that you can find out here of. It, it of looks the, like. What you see in those movies where someone's like chasing a serial killer? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. I, I think this was a, a, a Reddit detective case. Um, so there's there's tons of shit, and I, he he made a tweet a while ago, which I thought was funny about um, something about jacking it to like a, a Sonic character, 
Uh, it was uh, Crystal from Star Fox. Yes, oh, yes, Star Fox. <laughs> and but, yeah, looking at looking at one of the uh, the NeoGaf threads you sent me, apparently a lot of people who were, you know, kind of like the Cosby thing, where it's like known in the background amongst enough people, but like not enough to really do anything. Where you have folks doing shit uh, passive aggressively in this case there was an implication that people retweeting that non-stop was like folks kind of venting mm. well they were, they were saying that you know a lot of people were it seemed like they were really offended by the tweet and it was pretty it's pretty mm-hmm. innocuous I thought it was a funny joke um, yeah but so now it's a little bit clearer somebody was saying yeah a lot of those people who were pissed about that weren't actually pissed about that they were pissed that this guy who's been harassing people behind the scenes is like mm-hmm. making sexual jokes and shit. Um, Jeez. But, but yeah, so there's, I mean, some of the screenshots are, it's like, it, it looks like stupid shit that you would say on like a dating app or something. Um, and the, the mm-hmm. thing about it is it's, it's not a dating app. It's, it's Twitter and their DMs of, between like I guess people in the industry that he you know worked with and, and like fans, um, and then there's so that part it's kind of like I definitely don't give him a pass on it. Like I I don't think he's a terrible person. I think that he's kind of this is like super immature and like how was this? How did he think this was okay to be? Doing yeah, this let's with, let's maybe say unprofessional. Yeah, incredibly unprofessional. Um, it's like he didn't realize what he was doing, and he kind of. But he mentioned that in his apology. He did that, you know, the whole like power dynamic situation that he kind of had just been using Twitter the same way the whole time. But I'm not sure that was really the best way to use it in the first place. Um, <laughs> but so there's this side where he's just like really bad at flirting um, in, in in spaces where he shouldn't be flirting um, with people. Like, there's that whole side of it where it's just like... Well, it's kind of like, is this a... This is his personal Twitter account, right? Yeah. I, I think the, the tricky business here is that um, he has... He's utilizing a personal uh, Twitter account as a professional entity and... Yeah. There is, I guess, a uh, room to argue over where the line is exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what you can do about that in regards to Twitter. I know that uh, I keep my, I'll, I'll post old Taku stuff on my Facebook account, but um, I keep my Facebook personal. Like maybe one day I can make an old Taku thing for Facebook, and I'll, ha- I would have those be separate. Yeah. Like, it um, seems like that maybe is something he could have done in the face of this. Yeah, but still bottom, separated the two. Yeah, the bottom line, though, is it's like he's just he's like shotgunning like <laughs> like on OKK, just sending people messages and like he's just like the thirstiest dude ever. And it's mm-hmm. and it's and it drives me crazy in, in real life when I just dudes are like so thirsty and they just cannot take a hint that girls get this shit all day like every day like yeah 
if you're on the yeah, walking around it, the street, you get shouted at, you get people hitting on you, asking for your number. Like, like I don't know, just him to be taking advantage of like people that follow him and like professional contacts is pretty. It's it's grimy. It's not like to me. I'm like. I'm just kind of sighing and like shaking my head. I'm not like, I don't think he's like a terrible person when it comes to this, but there is kind of this other side that's kind of like, it's a little nebulous with the, the minors thing. Oh yeah. They weren't able to get like a hard confirmation on it. Yeah. I mean, people are, and it's, it's weird. They're, they're, I don't know. There's one person that says that he was straight up 21 asking a 16 year old girl for for nudes. Uh, well, the the question there is, did he know she was 16? Yeah. Or just under 18. If he knew, then yeah, that's fucking to catch a predator. What's his name waiting for you in the house, looking yeah. the brow before the cops show up. Yeah, and it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll never listen to this, but. Like, okay. having met the dude a couple times, like, his personality just seems like he's sort of into what he's into, and he's sort of oblivious about other things. Like, he'll just keep going. Like, he just keeps talking about stuff that he wants to talk about. And I've heard this mm-hmm. from, from other people who, who know him. Um, so it just seems like he kind of lacks self-awareness a little bit. He doesn't really... And there's no capacity to read the room. Um, a, a little bit. I think he's smarter. He's smarter than that. But like, I feel like there's just a tinge of like, he just like he doesn't understand how he comes off to people. Maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And you definitely see that in this, this, like, some of the DMs that have been posted, like the flirting shit is just like. But also like the the ones that were posted were kind of like conversations where the girls kind of laughed it off it seemed like but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to, to say um, at the end of the day I I don't really know what to say because I, I don't know him well enough to make a judgment that way and I don't see uh, like I don't know. I'm not sad that he lost his job. I think he seriously fucked up and he deserved for that to happen. But any more than that, like, I, I don't know how much of a, like, creepy dude he is. I, I, I don't know. Not necessarily giving him the benefit of the doubt, but it seems like he's a very... Not, not wanting to overshoot it either. Yeah, he's kind of a... I think what it's indicative of is he's just like the lowest level of the problem <laughs> in quotation marks you know what i mean it's just like it's like you have you have certain dudes who are obviously problems like i don't know you say people who just unabashedly like misogynistic thirsting or, or and hateful yeah yeah or, yeah, yeah the kind of the, the ones who say things that you can hear coming out of their penis yeah, who are just fucking thirsty as fuck in public, or even like actual sex and like, offenders. But and well, then, like they, they act like not even act like they seem to be proud of it. Is I guess is the telltale difference. Yeah, not difference. Yeah. Like when you that that's like the one you see and you know they're that is yeah. when they're 
Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I feel like he's on the he's very much on the lower level of the spectrum where it's kind of where you just see it's 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 like everywhere like a girl's like it's it's the kind of thing where a girl will be hit on by a guy very blatantly in public and then she'll like go hang out with a friend who will then just be like hey like let's do this and then it's just like groan you know what I mean? It's just like all levels being hit from all sides. Mm-hmm. So while it doesn't look like he's that crazy, he's just kind of part of this bigger problem. It's it's an ecosystem yeah. that makes women miserable. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. He just strikes me as a bit of a, a man-child, but... Delicious. He's 22 years old, I think. No, he's like in his no. early 30s. He's like our age. Oh, yeah. okay. He's our age. Yeah. Oh, there's another Nick Robinson. I look. He's an actor. <laughs> I looked up the wrong Nick <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> uh, that one's born in. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, like, he's saying he starred on in Jurassic World. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so they're close to our age. Yeah. I was looking at some of those tweets too. He's a creeper, but doesn't seem like, I don't know, buddy. You screwed up pretty bad. <laughs> you would think you'd be a little bit smarter than this. And well, with all this, um, and with, this, with all like the Gamergate and all that stuff and the whole, just come on, use your brain, man. <laughs> I yeah, mean, this, is, um, this is a, how should I put this? If, if Polygon were like a physical office where these people were working, then this guy would have been a frequent visitor to HR. Let me uh, put it that way. Well, I think they do have a physical office in New York, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it uh, seems like there should have been a lot, lot of, a uh, lot of, well, like, like if this were, I guess, more like a traditional business type setting, then yeah, there'd be a lot of paperwork associated with this well, guy. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the opposite because I feel like he, the part he didn't understand was that there's boundaries between like. You know, you meet someone at a conference or something, and they're in the industry. It doesn't mean that, like, since you don't work together, you can't hit on them. Um, yeah. So I don't think he was like harassing colleagues or anything. But I mean, as far as his apology, he kind of says what I was kind of getting at right here. It's like when the conversation first started, I was defensive and confused. He always thought he was thoughtful and considerate when it came to this sort of stuff. But I mean, it really seems like he generally just does did not understand that like you don't do this with in this setting you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. and people were kind of giving him shit about him focusing on like uh, the position of power thing more so than it was just a creepy thing to do in general but I, I think he's taking the right steps and like stepping away from Twitter for a little bit and you know, mm-hmm. doing whatever he needs to do I think he generally, generally, genuinely did not realize he was fucking up. Uh, yeah, he's like apologizing a tremendous yeah. amount in this. Uh, yeah, like he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I messed up, I, you know, I, yeah. So I think he's getting it now. <laughs> I think he gets what he did, um, mm-hmm. and he wants to make it better. Yeah, but so. it, it's just funny to. I think a lot of dudes don't realize this. Like to them, it's just like, oh shit, like that's a hot girl. Like I'm gonna see what's up, and then the answer is no, and I'm gonna move on. 
but from the other side of things, it's like every dude is trying to see what's up, and it's exhausting, you know. Yeah. Um, and, Especially and, yeah. in the game industry. Uh, yeah. Which is depressing. That that's still a thing. But yeah, it was unfortunately the um, the gates to hell. You know, every time something like this, the gates to hell reopen and scrutiny and shittiness on all sides. Um, we're in an age of trolls. Not to say that everyone who gets mad or freaks out about something are trolls, but there are trolls on all sides hiding in all groups and their purpose is solely to stir it up. See, that's, I don't know, I kind of feel like almost the opposite. Like, I feel like people are being more genuine on the internet and they're just, they really want to grab onto something and say, this is wrong or like, this is right and you're wrong for thinking it's not right or some shit like that. So uh, I, I think well, this whole thing with well, that that that's go ahead. I, I, Sorry, think, finish. I think the whole thing with him is it's a very it's a complicated situation. I don't think he's like a despicable piece of shit. I think he's I don't know. I think there's probably might be something a little bit wrong with him, but he's just I, he's, I mean he's part of a, a bigger problem that we need to address. And we need to address it not by like name calling each other. Or, that's that's what I'm talking or, about. Or, or shame or shaming him. That too, because well, that when, does well, happen. When you, when you say troll, I think of someone who's not genuine. Okay, no, I can I can see. Maybe I should rephrase and say like um, it's specifically. Oh, let me let's just say it the way I always say it. It's folks with maybe legit anger. But looking for like a safe place to like put it and revel in it, rather than kind of like I don't know addressing it, working past it, or finding some more positive way to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess what I'm looking at are I guess what I'm talking about are like outrage warriors. Yeah, I I can't stand that shit either. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, and it's the problem is, and what I was saying about people stirring it up is that they take an issue that should resolve over time. People are angry. People vent. People talk about it. Um, Folks have their issues. Folks learn from it and they move on. But the the folks stirring it up, they don't let anyone move on. These are the people who two, three years later, show up in a post about a person trying to do a good thing, and it's like, let me remind you all of the horrible things this person said on the internet three years ago and how we should still hate him. Yeah. Or, like, kind of about the guy we talked about a few episodes back with the foot fetish and how people just were making a way bigger deal with that and destroying his life over something that pretty much... Yeah, literally making the guy quit, but because, hey, he's got a fetish, and if you're a fetish, you got a fetish, you're a sexual deviant, let's all dive in. Uh, Yeah. So... Yeah. At least he's not being a jerk about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, you can see he's... I hate to use the term (laughs) nice guy, but he... See, I don't like the fact that that term, the context, matters more than the actual words. I, that's but. a whole other conversation, but I, my point is, <laughs> like, well, yeah. he's, he's just like a, 
he's just somebody who did something wrong who didn't realize the magnitude of what they were doing. Um, yep. And I think I, I think that just the internet just doesn't forgive people in this day and age. Sometimes they do, and then people get mad about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know, you can't... People just... They want lightning rods, and they don't want human beings with, you know, flaws. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, you know, a, a perfectly round human being is... There's facets to everybody. Like, there's just always, you know, it's it's really weird. I see people all the time who will shame the fuck out of somebody for for something, and then they'll turn around and praise somebody else who they think is, like, a perfect fucking, like, goddess and, like, can do no wrong. And there's a lot of weird idol worship and, like, hate and shame going on in the Internet right now, and it's just really bizarre mm-hmm. that people don't see the, f- like... They don't recognize that the heroes are human and have flaws, and they don't recognize that people who have fallen are as human as they themselves are. It drives me insane. Yeah. It's a similar thing with me where what is making me crazy right now is uh, people focusing in on the reason versus the action. Like, you can have people losing their mind over someone being shamed. Oh, you're, you're slut shaming, you're fat shaming, you're shaming based on orientation or preferences or whatever. And then, but, but then when, but then it's time for the call out culture. Then it's time to call out this guy or that guy and put their information out there and have everyone come down on them. And I understand the difference. I understand why you're trying to keep someone from doing a bad thing, but it seems like there's some cognitive dissonance that should at least be acknowledged here. It's not, yeah. Let's not go so far into this that, like, it literally makes it okay to do, like, bad shit. Yeah, it's it's really strange. I don't know why, kind of, it seems like our generation and, and, like, a little bit younger is really sees the world as very, very black and white. It's really interesting. Um, I hate it, mm. but it is kind <laughs> of interesting. I, I don't know. I, they see it in terms of good and evil, and that's just not how the world works. Well, the internet doesn't help any. <laughs> to, well, it, the, the simplest message rings the loudest, uh, and unfortunately, the kind of stuff we're looking to see said are complex requires explanation but whereas this guy's bad is a lot easier to digest take in and then immediately act upon yeah uh, it offers a level of gratification a complex message can never give you yeah i mean uh, yeah it's just like i <laughs> like i'm sure people think like this guy's a horrible person now and it's just Mm-hmm. He had a flaw, and it was he's thirsty. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if I saw him on the street, I'd still say hi and ask him how it was. You know, it's yeah, like I think. Go ahead, sorry. I don't think we're just just everybody's everybody's got some fucked up part of them, and yeah, no one's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes our flaws just like show more in different areas. Um, I think we're the reason why I'm not looking to come down on this guy especially hard is um, 
in in the apology, I think one of the things he said that really made a lot of sense is when he said, you know, I my initial reaction was to kind of like be defensive and upset, but instead I decided to be quiet and listen. Yeah. Uh, and as someone who can and sometimes does, I'm sure my host will attest to this, react to things defensively. It's not always easy to do, especially when your feelings are hurt. Yes, it's not. And that's very commendable of him to, you know, actually listen to what people are saying and to learn how he can do better. Um, I think, you know, there are people who are not going to accept his apology, but those are people who are just not going to accept any apology. People really want to have hate in their heart and it's disturbing. Yeah, and then they they just they just look for the safe places to put it, and that, ugh. like like, if I could like uh, had the capacity to remove one aspect from the nature of humans altogether, it would be that. Yeah. Well, I, I feel really bad for him because it's probably going to be very difficult for him to get a job in the industry again. At least, probably in the media part. I well, it'll be definitely be part. difficult for him to be hired somewhere. Yeah, taken uh, in by a company. But uh, um, Joe, are you sandpapering something over there? No, I, I placed the laptop on the bed, but I don't. That might have been it. I was Sorry. just picking up a lot of scratching noises. No worries. Um, the upside is is that we're in an in, we're in an age now where going into business for yourself is a lot easier. I mean, he was making videos before. I don't imagine he would need a whole lot from a company to do that again or stream or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. the upside to the vastness of the internet is the capacity to thrive in obscurity is clear and abundant. Yeah, I think he'll probably turn to Twitch or Patreon or something. He's still going to have people that are going to support him. Um, yeah. And that's a that's there that's a big wide range of <laughs> of different people who probably think, "Oh, he did nothing wrong," versus people who are like, "All right, you fucked up." Um, but, I'm willing to look past it or forgive you or you know move on. Yeah. Um, so mm. he's probably he's, I'm sure he's still going to have a following and. I think the the right moves for him are to kind of take it take it easy for a while, just kind of back off and like do some soul searching, and then maybe come back and he's probably the only way he's gonna salvage this is if he comes back and explains, you know, his growth and his the changes that he's undergone. But though I think in that regard, there is the matter of I guess a question is where do you go when you want to figure this stuff out? Who do you really talk to that? Well, I mean, one, where you can get good information on this, and two, who do you talk to about it that doesn't immediately hate you for not knowing already? There isn't a place. (laughs) That's the problem. That that does not exist. I mean, at least I don't think that exists. Therapy, I mean, I I I would... I would hope that maybe in some element of psychiatry, there's probably someone you can talk to there. But like, it's not like this information is abundant or apparent. I mean, I don't know for certain if it even exists. If it does, 
I mean, if possible, I'd like to see something like that posted alongside somebody calling out somebody or angrily mentioning that something is not okay or when someone does a video about this depiction or that or how people react to other people online. Like, the means to kind of, like, work through it as someone who might have this issue. Or maybe diagnose yourself through something. I don't know. Something that helps to solve the problem rather than... Has, uh, more angry um, yelling yeah I want I don't just want people tearing the weeds out as they see them let's get to the little root <laughs> yeah um, I definitely think he's uh, going to have a lot of think pieces to read <laughs> Though there, there will be no shortage um, and you know he'll, I'm sure they'll, he'll, he'll still have friends to talk to <laughs> apart from the ones who want nothing to do with him now Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, stories like these, well, not like this one in particular, but like just related to it. I mean, you know, the <laughs> the fetish shaming one, the one with the guy at the at Evo, because you know the you know he had a criminal record. It's just all these, mm-hmm. all these crazy people. Well, well not crazy, gaming. not crazy, but just the industry and. Oh yeah, the industry's oh, growing. And, you know, we're going to have to deal with some stuff we didn't anticipate or probably didn't want to deal with. I just wonder how how much longer this mentality will will last. And it's funny, a lot of people have made the point that sort of this, like, the call-out culture thing, it boomerangs. Like, you know, as much as you call someone out, eventually you're going to be called out and you're going to feel that back. And you're going to be like, oh, this this doesn't feel good. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't do this to people. Yeah, man, it's just—it's all kinds of nutter butter. Hopefully, it will die yeah. out. It has to die out. It always does, eventually. And then someone brings it back up a few years later. Well, either and someone it, brings it back up, or a new problem comes into play. Yeah. And then this is referenced. <laughs> well, well, I don't mean like the this problem. I mean like the, the mentality. Weird, yeah, the weird yeah, guys that we're kind of having right now with. I think we're just we're still getting used to how the internet is affecting our own evolution. Wait, it really is. Darn you, social media. Oh, well, there you have it, boys and girls. Nice lengthy discussion about the inside world <laughs> of the gaming industry. <laughs> Jeez, it's yeah. it's a crazy. Crazy world. It's a crazy mixed up world. It's not just about playing video games anymore. No, it's there's so all fun. those interpersonal politics that you like played your games to get the fuck away from. There's <laughs> no escaping true. it now. It's kind they of sad find, but true. Yeah. You will have to interact with humans and it will be awful. Yeah, as we've seen many, many times. Uh I think that uh, close the uh, the article article the document i think that was the last last couple of stories yeah it was the um, last, okay uh so final thoughts here oh my um lionel any final thoughts for us? don't flirt with people on the internet <laughs> don't flirt with anyone give up <laughs> oh lord i wouldn't go that far <laughs> jesus oh Sorry, I want I wanted I wanted to inject my misanthropy into this for for the giggles. Um, yeah, uh, 
folks are trying to do stuff. Um, people are trying to make ultimate controllers. People are trying to like change how you look at uh, definite achievements. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those things that I don't really care about. Uh, some folks are trying to take money from people who are trying to do things. And I swear to God, if Switches stop selling before I can get one, <laughs> Wikipad, I'm coming for that ass. And I intend to collect. Oh, they're waiting for you. They really are. Yeah, I'm hoping for it. It's going to look like River City Ransom in there by the time I'm done. <laughs> I'm taking... Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think for, for me, real quick, just some final thoughts is that on No Man's Sky, be careful of the hype train. It goes <laughs> to dangerous places. Always jump off before it stops. It's, yeah, you got to be like a hobo on that train. Yeah, man. You just If it starts going too fast, you leap off and hope to God you survive. Call me so, Boxcar Joe. Or you yeah, call him Boxcar Joe. And many of times we've gone through this whole a game is incredibly hyped. It comes out and it just it's, it's mediocre and people are just ah, it's never good. You, you can't it's, it's okay to have hype, but just don't overdo it. Like, don't hype a game years in advance. That is a, just one of the biggest mistakes you can Ooh, do. Temper think your about, expectations. Think about yes. how, how long the popularity of the game will last. Now try and match that with the hype. Yeah, that's always hard to figure out. That's hard to say because I'm playing yeah, Final Fantasy yeah. right well, now. Well, I mean, I think I, I think like uh, the tipping point for it was probably Smash Brawl versus Smash Brawl Dojo, where yeah. like it wasn't even a matter of Brawl not being good enough as much as no game could really hold up to that kind of hype. That was artistically crafted hype. That shit was beautiful. That's like a moment in time for people. People probably think back fondly to checking in on the dojo after school, after work, after whatever, just to see what future updates, future shit was going on. Like That was me. That was me. That's what I was doing. Yeah, like no, every you, week. you, pulled, you yeah. pulled into it. It was fun. It was yeah. like having something to be all be all hyped about. Was, it, like, was this a disappointment? Get the message... Uh, Brawl, it wasn't really a disappointment. It uh, didn't hold up to the hype, and one of the reasons why people feel that way is because they were really booking it as the true successor to Melee, and I don't know if Melee's been surpassed. It hasn't. And in fact, Brawl, I believe, out of all of them, is con- oh. it's, not, it's not, I mean, it's not, people wouldn't consider it to be the worst. It's still good, but in tournaments, it's not played at all. It's just still not, playing yeah, they're still playing melee. It's, that one's still like gonna always gonna be the best one, but it's not. It didn't turn out anywhere near as good as the hype. Uh, I mean, because that dojo, oh good sweet lord, they just so much content, so much excitement. It was just an event every time they would release and come out with a new update. And then when the game finally came out, it was like, oh man, we've already seen everything, and the game's just just not as doesn't feel as exciting. That's Oh man, and I get that for like a whole year, a whole year of that before it came out. So mm-hmm. scary stuff, but I still like it. 
just just gotta be careful with it. I think ah, I've, Mike, I've, I've, I've been spoiled by hype trains by being a oh yeah Kojima fan because absolutely I want to say like eight times out of ten they he pays off <laughs> when he doesn't boy does it suck. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Final thoughts. Uh, do you have a mustache right now, Joe? It's grown back. They'll be back in probably about a week. Okay, so in time for me to see you. Yes. Uh, the mustache is coming. It's going uh, fast. I, I don't know. We said a lot of things. <laughs> it was a it was a slow week, and yet it was a hectic week. I'll say that. Very mm. much so. New controllers. Nick Robinson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Lawsuits. Lawsuits. There's always going to be lawsuits. Mm-hmm. All the time. Probably lawsuits happening right now. Uh, oh, also fundamentally changing the gaming industry. <laughs> well, that's not good. That's like just big ass this. boasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Fucking records. See. Yep. Uh, guess that's it. Um, right on time to 7 o'clock. So, let's finish it off with damn social medias you can find out more information about the podcast NAGP returns on Twitter Lionel we're going to find your show uh, the old Taku connection oh in all the places uh, SoundCloud Android iTunes Google Play um, if you wanted to talk to me directly and uh, tell me about all my microaggressions you can head on over to uh, old Taku connect on Twitter. Um, I think coming out this week or the next week or whenever the hell this comes out, um, it's either going to going to be Bento or Airmaster. I'm not completely sure. The timeline's kind of wonky right now. Yeah, when is this coming out, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I am so fucking far behind. I deeply apologize. This hectic week. Yeah. I'm two episodes behind. I am uh, working on it. Do you want me to edit an episode? No, I'm like halfway through. I'm literally editing both of them at the same time. So I, I'm about halfway through both of them. So I'll have it. I'll, I will I truly have it done by by tomorrow. Why I did just, you? I, why didn't you hmm. finish one instead of getting halfway through both? <laughs> well, because I started it like partially, like throughout the throughout the different days. I was kind of picking them up and dropping them down. I, and then I told myself. Well, if I just knock both of them out at the same time, I could get done faster. It's going to make the release for both of them twice as long. No, nah, <laughs> nah, I don't usually do that. It's, it was a bad way of doing things. I yeah. my mind all over the place. I, I, I understand, Joe. Sometimes you just do things the way you can, even if it doesn't. Well, I, was, I was trying to get it I mean, out because I was it, already so if late. It comes, if it comes down to doing it in that weird way or not doing it at all, I'll take the weird way. No, I this this won't happen again. I, I don't even like it because it's I'm I'm backed this up like two weeks. I don't I don't uh-huh. like that feeling. So well, I will get them out. Tomorrow. Well, the good news, folks, is when this episode comes out, you'll have like a whopping six hours <laughs> of content to listen to. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So be sure get and go, all of go, that go back and listen to those. Yes, yes. So that is. Don't stop there. Go back and listen to some old old Taku episodes while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm at Hyper90s on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. 
and SoundCloud and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Those things say, hey, listen, radio, but you're talking to Mike. They don't know that. You broke the... Darn you. Well, they're not talking to anybody right now, so... Well, they're definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. Got to solve that problem first, but... Yeah. Oh, well, well. you broke the wall, but it doesn't matter. Hey, they're not talking to me. I don't care. <laughs> Actually, your show still gets the most yes, hits, even yes, though it's not a lot of hits. This is the Nick but... Robinson of this podcast. Oh. <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah, that's... Jesus Christ. Oh, hey, man, I'm the wild card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice way to end that. We're I'll done. be the shock jock of this network. Slide yeah. into Jumper Kills' DMs. Yeah. The Howard Stern. And I'll get really shy and not respond. Oh, that, that's not a joke. That's what actually happens. <laughs> <laughs>